Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. Well, this morning as we gather here again, we begin a new series called Christmas Isn't Canceled. This will be our Advent series for the weekends of Advent. It seems appropriate, doesn't it? Christmas Isn't Canceled. Because I'm sure it's not just me, and I'm sure it's not just you, who is ready for something new to break in to the world and disrupt 2020. Because it's been an unusually challenging year. A year of despair, a year of gloom, a year of darkness. So as we begin this series, it's an opportunity for us to remember that through all of this, through all of the hardships and challenges we face this year, but not just this year, every year, our God is with us. And our God loves us and he fulfills the promise that he gives to us in Jesus. Well, let's get our kind of wheels rolling here, kind of get out of that Thanksgiving pie, overfed, too much food um, thinking, and let's get our brains going towards the Christmas and Advent season. And here's what I want to give you. Name one of your favorite Christmas movies. There are a lot of things that we think about this time of the year that make Christmas Christmas. Christmas decorations. We had some folks that came and, and decorated the, Christmas, the sanctuary for Christmas. We got Advent wreaths up, some Christmas trees up, and some of the other Christmas decors. We thanked them for that. And we've got things like Christmas goodies. I mean, if the pie didn't fill you up from Thanksgiving Day, now there's Christmas cookies and fudge and candies. And there's all the other Christmas things like shopping. Of course, not everybody likes Christmas shopping, but there's Christmas shopping. But what is your, one of your favorite Christmas movies? Now, as I think about Christmas movies, you know, one of the, there's a lot of Christmas movies that I just love. I mean, this is a great time of the year. you got Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. you got, you know, Scrooge. you got The Grinch, whether you do the old cartoon version or the, the later version with Jim Carrey. You, you've got things like um, The Elf. I love Elf. That's one of my favorite ones. I watched that with my daughter. Uh, we did a watch party this, this couple of days ago. It's one of the great things you can do with technology. If you've got family and friends scattered about and you want to watch a Christmas movie together, you know, if you do that with a watch party, you can get on and watch it together. Not quite the same thing as sitting with each other, but better than not. But one of my favorite Christmas stories is a holiday classic about a young boy named Ralphie. A Christmas story. And if you know Ralphie, you know that Ralphie... Ralphie really longs for something at Christmas. It's kind of like kids, right? They, they really want to get this for Christmas. And you know, if you know the story, what does Ralphie really, really want for Christmas? What is it that he is, you know, to use a word, pining for? Well, he's longing for that Red Rider, you know, air gun, right? Or more precisely, the Red Rider Carabine Action 200 Shot Range Model Air Rifle. And he's rejected by his mom, by his teacher, Miss Shields, and even by Santa at Higby's department store. And they all say to him those words, and you can say them with me whether you're here in person or you're watching live stream, he'll do what? You'll shoot your eye out. And, you know, to his dismay, you know, he's opening the gifts that's not there. He gets his big bunny outfit, if you see that. But then dad, dad brings him the gift. Ralphie gets the Red Rider Carabine Action 200 shot range model air rifle. Takes it outside and he almost does what? He almost shoots his eye out. It's a great movie. 
And it's a great movie because I think a lot of the Christmas movies really are about this sense of longing. And we understand that with kids, maybe more than adults do. Because, you know, kids have this sense of access, or we have a sense of accessibility to a lot of stuff as adults. But kids don't. Kids have a sense of longing and waiting. And as you think about what the season is about, the season of Advent, it really is a season of anticipation and a season of hope. A season of anticipation and hope in the midst of despair, gloom, and darkness. We're going to take a look at these words here written long ago by the prophet Isaiah. We'll look at verse 2 here. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of a deep darkness, a light has dawned. Despair, distress, darkness. That's the experience that people had long ago in the time that Isaiah wrote these words. Despair, despair sorry, distress and darkness. That's the experience. The year 1741, a 56-year-old composer was struggling. He was suffering from poor health after he had a stroke. He was at a low point in his life. I don't know if you've ever been there before, ever been at a low point in life, and maybe you're there right now, especially again this year. At this low point in his life, he opened up the Bible, was reading the Bible, particularly the prophet Isaiah. There's was a low point in his life, not only because he was struggling in his health, but his music career at that point it was at a low point. And reading through the prophet Isaiah, even these words here at Isaiah 9, in 24 days he composed a piece of work. He finished his music. And George Friedrich Handel finished the Messiah. We hear even some of those words that were in the text that we had for today that he would be mighty God, this counselor, everlasting father, the prince of peace. Isaiah wrote these words about 700 years before the birth of Jesus Christ. He wrote these words at a time when the people were facing despair, distress, and darkness. It was a low point in their lives. The people of Judah... For them, the light was growing dimmer day by day. They had been betrayed by their northern sister, Israel, who was plotting with Syria to invade and overpower them, while they currently were occupied by the Assyrian Empire, who ruled over them with violence and military power. They were struggling with despair distress, and darkness. And for us, 2020, we have faced despair, distress, and darkness. There's the gloom of isolation. There's the distress of a pandemic. This all in the midst of riots and violence and injustice and everything else that's gone on in our lives this year. Despair, distress, and darkness. And where is the release from our gloom? Uh, the release from our gloom isn't found in a vaccine, though we're praying that vaccine rolls out real soon. It's not found in politics, regardless of what party you find yourself in. 
Because the reality of the darkness is only overcome as we understand who the source of the darkness is, what that source is, and who can overcome that. Because ultimately, the source of the darkness in our world is sin. Whether that's the sin that we've done ourselves, we brought some darkness and despair and distress into our own lives, or the sin of others in our lives, or just in a world that is broken by sin. That's why we have things like a pandemic. That's why death enters our world, because Adam and Eve, when they ate the forbidden fruit, when they disobeyed God, they brought sin and darkness into the world. Yet as sin entered the world, God made a promise to them that one would come. And this is the promise that Isaiah is unfolding for us here, right in the middle of judging God's people and telling them they have sinned against God, and this is all the things that are going to happen to you. He stops and he talks about this already future. This already future. In other words, Isaiah is talking about something that is not going to happen for 700 years, but for him, it's already happened because God has promised that it will happen. Because God has promised that it will happen, Isaiah knows this will happen. Let's read again those words of Isaiah 9-2. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. A light is coming into the, the darkness of chaos and despair. A light has come to rescue us. Isaiah goes on in these words, Isaiah 9-6, and this is part of the words that um, Handel captures in his work, the Messiah. To us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The light comes in the darkness in the form of a little child born in Bethlehem. That little child that John writes about John 1, verse 5, he says, That light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The darkness has not, cannot extinguish it. And Jesus later says of himself, John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. See, we live in this darkness, in this despair and distress. Especially we experience it this year not only individually, but as families, as a congregation, as a community, and as a world. It's easy when we're experiencing these moments in our lives to feel like we are in utter darkness and gloom. But it's in the midst of that darkness that our God comes to us, that he reassures us of his love and of his presence, that he, in his son Jesus, that he is the light. The light that came and chased away the darkness, ultimately the death that he died for us. And the light that he lives for all eternity as our risen Savior. Jesus is our source of hope. The source of hope that Isaiah wrote about long ago before Jesus was born to a people in darkness. That God promised long before that to a, a couple in the garden who had, in the disobedience, allowed sin to enter the world. And God made a promise. The light will come. When God makes a promise, he is true to his word. Jesus is our light 
in this darkness. He is our hope. We look with anticipation and the hope that is guaranteed in the blood of Jesus Christ and the blood of our risen Savior, Jesus. And it's a hope we are also called in not to only have for ourselves, but a hope, a light that we carry out to the world. That's part of what we did as we collected the coats and the water bottles, as we collected in funds and delivered Thanksgiving baskets. Those are small ways that we deliver hope into this world of darkness and despair. So the challenge that we have for us then is that even as we receive this light and we celebrate this one who is the light of the world, is how will we take this light of hope into our community and world? So what small action can you take this week to begin the season of Advent? What small action can you take this season to shine the light of hope? Let's pray. Lord God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of your amazing grace and love. We thank you. The Lord, in the darkness, when we are afraid and uncertain and overwhelmed, you make the same promise to us that you made to the people whom Isaiah spoke to thousands of years ago, that Jesus, Jesus is our light and our hope. Jesus, as our light and hope, fill our darkness, chase our darkness away. And as you send us out, send us out to be that light of hope to our community and our world. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time, God bless.